Hello and welcome to 16-Bit Otaku. Um, we are an anime, gaming, and tech podcast. We are, this is uh, try number what, four for episode one. Yeah. Um, but uh, we, you know, we're, we're, getting, we're getting better at it. Uh, hopefully the audio issues are now fixed. We are going to be on multiple uh, podcast services, as many as I can put it on it. And today we're going to be talking about um, about comics such as Miss Marvel and um, possible endings in Baldur's Gate three. Yeah. So, uh, and uh, I'm here with uh, my brother Connor. How you doing, Connor? How uh, how's your day going on? I say, uh, yeah, I'm I'm pretty good. You know, uh, just kind of hanging out, uh, playing Zelda. Yeah. Yeah, yep. Uh, pretty much still aren't we all at, at some in some capacity since you know that game uh lasts forever. Um mm-hmm. last time I heard somebody made a working calculator in the game. Which is Of course they did. Crazy. So Makes yep, sense. Yep, Zelda Minecraft it is. Um but yeah, like there's, there's been a tons of new stories. Looking at all these stories that that uh, I have on the list, which one interests you most, and which one do you want to talk about first? Um, like the Baldur's Gate ones, we'll talk about if if you choose the Baldur's Gate ones, we'll talk about all three that we have on there because they'll be kind of a coincide thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, yeah, the I'm I'm interested in like all the playable races. In Baldur's Gate. Okay, yeah. So yeah, um, we'll go with the Baldur's Gate thing. Um, we have a ton of news on that. This this actually news comes from earlygame.com, uh, written by Inga Men- uh, Menka. Sorry if I'm butchering your name. Uh, but yeah, there's gonna be a lot of races in Baldur's Gate three, which looks to be gonna be freaking amazing. Um, oh yeah. There was only a few in the early access games like the main like the you know, your basic main uh races in mm-hmm. the uh the early access one um but they're actually going to be in a full game that's coming out august 1st on pc is nice. that they're going to be 11 races with a total of 31 sub races oh, you can yeah, choose that's a lot. <laughs> which uh yeah, it's, uh, it goes on to say that there are many races in Baldur's Gate 3. To be more specific, 11 races with a total of 31 sub-races that offers a vast variety to choose from and sheer endless possibilities to play your game, considering that there will be 12 classes and 46 subclasses. So there is big potential of replaying the game. Uh, of course, you can also play as a human, like yourself, uh, which has just, it's just human. There's no sub races or anything like that. Mm. It's just human. Yeah. That's all you are. Um, Faerun and Habits, many races, some of the more common than others, and some are more like than others. Uh, so each race has their individual perks and, and deficiencies, and not all of them have a sub race. While the early access is already available, not all of them uh, list all uh, all of them are listed. Uh, no, sorry, not all of them listed are available in the early access. Uh, some of them, like the Dragonborns and Half Orcs, will be actually added at launch because uh, so everybody wants to be the Dragonborn. I mean, uh, well, that's pretty fair. 
yeah um but you can like uh there i've seen some crazy um crazy combinations like i think i sent you a few uh, you probably you probably have a better shot at pronouncing some of these since you do play more pretty much play D than that uh, than i do oh where are they uh there they are okay uh, so human gisnaki yes yeah i think it's gisnaki half orc dwarf elf drow tiefling halfling half elf gnome and dragonborn oh should i have uh, i'll say all the subs? no that's literally those those are gonna yeah those are the 11 races and we see on this image that pretty much i believe um dragonborn most of them have, has the most so yeah dragonborn does have the most with uh mm-hmm. basically them being just the color of dragons um yeah. which you can probably guess if you if you're familiar with D, you can probably guess what those colors are but out of all of them we're not going to go over every single sub race because there's a lot as it, as i yeah. said there's 31 but first glance which ones kind of like as you obviously as the more D expert uh in this podcast uh which yeah. one like which like obviously you can make your character because you have a character. Yeah, that's why I'm. Uh, that's what I'm excited about mostly is that I can I, I can actually make my character fully in this yes. game. It seems like so my character, my first character, Arden, he's a, yes, a uh, Mephistopheles tiefling, and which yeah, they have, the uh, Baldur's awesome. yeah. Gate three is strictly based on like everything is from five E. Yeah. The entire game is from five E, so it is nothing. Yeah. No, from what I was reading about that, nothing, no stern was left unturned in terms mm. of adding everything that's from 5e into this that's game. That's awesome. So he can actually, because my, his class is improvised ranger. I don't have like the base ranger. I have the improvised version that makes your companion pet a lot more powerful and gives it a level and gives it actual attacks and stuff mm-hmm, like that mm-hmm. and level so uh, that they level with you. So I'm hoping that they have that in here. They might, if if it's in five E like base, then it's mm-hmm. it, it it should be in from what I've been reading. But obviously, you know, I have to look. We have to look and see exactly what it is, what happens at launch. Um, but yeah, yeah. from what I heard, it's pretty much it's all five E. Like anything, like any like the base things. Spelljammer um, is still five E, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it doesn't. I don't, I, it I doesn't have. So. It doesn't have Spelljammer. It doesn't have. Like, basically, well, yeah, I, I feel like that's still too new. It's also they've been working on this thing for like what? Like, oh yeah. Uh, almost a de- almost a decade, I would think. I think. Yeah, that's a, that's what so, I, was, I was gonna say. Ten years. Basically, base five E up to a certain point. But so yeah, so yeah, that's that's really cool. Like, obviously, you can make your own character. I've I haven't played D and D really. I just been getting like of a few friends that are into it and really mostly uh, comes down to the fact that uh it's just time really. yeah <laughs> yeah D does take time uh when i played in my group i we usually played for three hours yeah and that's a short session that's yeah short no yeah session. no like i like uh, my friend uh robbie over at uh um, I, I freaking make his thumbnails for his D uh twitch stream and I forget the name. There you go. Cloaks, cloaks and capes. Um, that's his uh thing. They basically do is mo- his mostly it's five e, but also it's based off of critical roles. So, yeah, yeah. With that, yeah, that's got, what, uh, so mine was too. Yeah. So um, oh well, yeah, I do his thumbnails for that. 
Uh, but yeah, nice. he's on yeah on Twitch. Yeah, I kind of I kind of listen to them on occasion, but I don't have I, myself being just really just busy and all. I want to do essentially other things and actually have a group do something because yeah, time basically. And so Bald yeah. like uh like obviously, but I love fantasy games like uh, or fantasy genre like uh lord of the rings and like indie in general um mm -hmm. like uh I, like i like you know vox machina and mm -hmm. uh i haven't seen the movie yet but i want to see the movie so, but, oh uh, uh the uh honor among thieves yes. i remember the name yes. it was so good so yes. good i loved it too bad it, i don't think it made that much money so I don't think we're yeah, getting second. Yeah, I'm not second. sure if it did. I, I but, heard it. Uh, it, did, it didn't. It, uh, it, I, 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 I heard it barely made its money back. Um, I loved it. It was great. It but was, yeah, it no, so it seemed like it was super to, fun. But very obviously, the, 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 bean, uh, the bean counters who see that, yeah. they, don't, they don't see that. They see how much yeah. money this, they spent on this and how much money they made. So, and you know what's funny, too? It's like I went to see this with mom and dad, and mom loved it. Yes. She was like, "Oh my god, I want to be a tiefling. Let's play D and D." And I'm like, "Yeah, sure, yes." Yeah, it's like then she hopefully she's never she heard realized... of D &D beyond beyond us just saying yeah. that we're gonna play it. And uh, it's gonna take a bit to do. <laughs> oh, I don't yeah. think she knows like, the time commitment. That's the thing. That's no, like, yeah, I, I want to I do it, but I don't know. Yeah, I I know I can't handle the time commitment or the actual commitment yeah. itself. So yeah, because we I'm did not start going to... a character. Yeah, and she's we got she got tired. A character, you know, for her, and yeah, it was like three hours, and we didn't even get to like picking out feats yet. Yeah, and we were just like, okay, we'll pick this up another day, and then you know we've gotten busy, so we haven't gotten picked it back up. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't want to. You know, I want to. Like, I would like to play, but I don't want to be rude and disrespect anybody. Yeah, coming in but I think that's thing. why. Um, but I think that's why games like Baldur's Gate oh, are Oh, yeah, good that's why I'm excited who, for this. Yeah, for people who don't have as much time but still want to play a game like this. Mm -hmm. Like, I've been looking at it, and obviously I'll probably could be maybe be Dragonborn because it just sounds cool. I mean, yeah, Dragonborns are because awesome. Because also Skyrim. <laughs> <laughs> you just want to be a dragon? Well, I was your Dragonborn in that game. Oh, yeah, yeah. But it's spelled differently in that game than in this game. And yeah, you're an actual dragon in this one. Yeah. Not just a guy who can shout. Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm, I, basically, I'm probably going to be spending around four hours, four or five hours in the character creator. Oh, yeah, me too. Um, and the thing is, they heard it's not, <laughs> there's no real sliders. It's all just, it's like, yeah, I, there's like so much choice. It's just mm -hmm. choices and everything so that means there's no slider so there's nothing's dynamically like animated mm -hmm. nothing's dynamically animated much like in mass effect okay. or something like that where you have a slider and depending on the slider the rigs won't makes your mouth look very weird sometimes or your okay, face yeah, looks yeah. weird or they you know the, the facial animations so this one we know yeah. it's actually all those selections have been carefully animated and looked at everything is going to uh, look super good 
Yes, I'm excited, but I don't have but, a PC. Well, there's a butt and boob slider, so that's it. Of course, there that's is. That's the only slider from what I heard in the character creator. Yeah, yeah. And they rehauled the character creator from early access to this new one. Mm-hmm. So that's why you can't bring your character over if uh, you play yeah, the early okay. access because everything's going to be nuked. Yeah. Um, but, I heard that's why some people didn't want to play early access because they mm-hmm. don't want to get too far into it with the with the character and then have to start all over. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. In order, like, okay, obviously, Larian Studios—they're making the game. Yeah. And they developed in the game, they created the characters, the NPCs. They first made this system to create NPCs in the game. You know, obviously, to model them and everything like that. Yeah. All players are getting that system that Larian uses to make NPCs in the game. Good. As your actual player character. So basically, if for some reason you really like this one NPC, you can actually Mm -hmm. make a double. Yeah. Yeah. So Uh, I wonder if they'll they'll probably add uh, races. Oh yeah, this is like these are just the starter races. These are just the starter races because my uh, my other characters, my other character is a Furbolg, and Mm -hmm. he's like one of the newer racers, so he probably won't be added for a little bit. Mm -hmm. And then my third character is a complete hybrid that I made of uh, Arakakra and a Kenku. So that's not going to (laughs) happen. I know that's not going to happen for a while, but that's okay. They said they also yeah. are. F- they cannot wait for the modding community to get a hold of the game. Oh yeah, that's going to be insane. Oh, exciting! Yeah, it's very exciting indeed. I mean, like like everything. Um, really. Oh, but if sorry. Tr- uh, I Arakaka Kanku is one of the characters. My other one is Arakaka Kobold. I have two. Okay. Sorry, I just felt like I needed to... I only recognize the cobalt, and that's it. Because <laughs> of Fair wow. Because of wow. That's it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, if I go off of what I typically play in, like, fantasy games, I'm either, like, the elf... Uh, like, I'm looking at, like, the... the um, they have, like, kind of, like, screenshots of the, what the characters kind of look like. And yeah. I'm usually either half elf or an elf or a gnome or a dwarf. Because sometimes I just like to be short and attacking yeah. people's shins. I mean, with these, also with these, if you probably mess with your height. So oh, yeah, yeah, too. I'm just really like, short I, yes. yes, that's true too. I'm just saying that's like typically what I'm doing. So yeah, I'm just going to be playing around with characters and I hope you get to save them. Like, just like save the appearance. I, I, I'm pretty. I'm like ninety oh, yeah. percent sure you can do that. Yeah, I feel just, like you'll be able to. So this kind of game, just, it seems like that. And there is obviously like there's like I said, we're not going to get into the the classes or the subclasses because they're uh, twelve and forty six. So there's you know fifty eight and all. Are on, are not on here. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> that would be way too big of a uh, a thing. But oh. uh. Yeah. Also, I might just make a dragon. See if I make a dragonborn, and maybe call it toothless or something. I don't know. Yeah, why not? Or something just like that. So you know, black dragonborn, black dragons are like e- super evil. Okay. Like in game, you're not saying that you can't have a black dragonborn that isn't evil. 
I'm well, but, but, but the thing is, so the fact that this is a living, breathing world, and if I'm walking around as a black yeah, dragon, people, people are going to be... Like, like with know, tieflings, people don't trust tieflings either. Uh, but, yeah, but, or maybe I'll just do uh, something. I don't know. Um, but, uh, like, speaking of... Going, speaking, uh, going off of Baldur's Gate, uh, we're going off of another article from uh, GamesRadar.com, written by Dustin Bailey. Um, saying um, that if you thought Baldur's Gate 3 couldn't get any bigger, there is a lot of endings. Yep. I don't know. Yeah. If you, there's apparently there's seven, over 17,000 endings. Yeah, that's a lot. Possibly. <laughs> so this could be your one game if you really wanted to just play For the one rest game. For the rest of your life. Yes. But yeah. Um, yeah but it says in the article that. Uh, Wrote, we got, we have, we we've got two massive, absolutely massive RPGs on the way in 2023, uh, between Starfield and Baldur's Gate Three, and the latter might be even bigger than we previously thought, since the developer Larian has revealed that the game has around 17,000 ending variations. The detail was revealed through uh, a Fact Your Life video on YouTube, based on interview with team with the team at Larian. I think this is. About okay, it says I spent some time talking with Crystal Ding, who is one of the lead writers on the project, and she's working predominantly on the ending of the game. She's been working on that for six months, just the ending of the game, which is incredible. I asked her how many variations of the ending are there, and she told me that there are around 17,000 variations. It seems this 17,000 figure is a well known. Is well known within Larian as another member of the dev team has expressed some trepidation on Twitter about fans learning the number. Um, of course, it is important to emphasize that we're talking about 17,000 variations rather than 17,000 entirely different endings. Extra Life says that the devs didn't have an immediate answer for how many main endings of the game will feature, though they'll certainly be way fewer than 17,000. But if there are that many variations to reflect the course of numerous small decisions made over the course of the game, it's still very impressive. It is. So, it's very impressive. Yeah, considering, yeah, like, yeah, the one that comes to mind as a, lots of endings is uh, near Automata. Has a lot mm-hmm. of endings, but also I think oh, it yeah. has. It doesn't. It actually has a lot of actual like endings like different and like completely different endings mm-hmm. and then variations yeah. upon those well yeah i would say considering how much you know what little like how much uh sway that little choices make in this game when i'm looking mm-hmm. that i could say i could see there being maybe a hundred yeah that's a yeah that sounds sounds like a, a good number yeah I would I would say at least you know I would say my myself you know at least a hundred, and then um about seventeen thousand variations of those hundred, mm-hmm. um because of the fact that the main writer has been working on the ending for six months, and only the ending. Yes, for the past six months mm-hmm. she's also been working on other things, but mm-hmm. still, uh, and obviously people um the the uh, reaction on this online. Was that saying that it's too big? <laughs> like, how am I going yeah. to ever finish this? 
and then yeah. people people up then come up and say that these are you don't have to have all of these endings obviously there's going to be that crazy person mm-hmm. that will actually do try to do as many as possible yeah the the completionists yes but i don't think actually like the completionist youtube actually like the actual youtube channel completionists would actually go oh. for all 17,000 oh no I just um, meant like completionist. Well, yeah, in no, general. but yeah, full completionist people. Yes. Um, also, the fact that the amount of that spreadsheet would have, what would have to look like in order to do mm-hmm. that, because you would have yeah. to keep track of. Like, oh no! I accidentally told this person to to get oh. away, or tell told us something like you know, we, I did option A on this one, but then option B on this one, and then option mm-hmm. A on this one, and so you because H. Like from what I've seen in gameplay, like every encounter has about five or six choices on what to yeah. do. So mm-hmm. the amount is of choices I can't even calculate. Which yeah, that spider web of choices. Yeah, um, it um, could be very. It, this game could be the gaming equivalent of the butterfly effect. Right. Yeah. So. But yeah, like Baldur's Gate 3 cannot uh, wait for that. That's coming out I believe August 1st or August 3rd, depending on where you are. I think so. Uh, but uh, I think it's August 1st. Maybe it is August 3rd. And, uh, uh, it's coming. It's August 3rd only on PC right now or yeah. August 1st, August 3rd? It's okay. September. Actually, wait, it's September. It's maybe August 3rd on PC, September 1st on PlayStation, I believe it is. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna have to wait for that. So since I do not have a PC. Yeah. And I just saw my PC but and uh surprised me with one of those handheld gaming PCs and I think it has been delayed. So definitely gonna have to try out on that. It probably won't be I won't be able to play it at max graphics, but pretty close to it, I expect, yeah. since uh, it could play. Initial testing makes it, it basically allows it to play very uh, high end games, much like uh, God of War or Spider Man at, yeah. at, at uh, very high frame rates and very uh, high quality. So, yeah, I'm yeah. sure the PS5 one will look amazing anyway. Well, um, yeah, and it would, and people have said um, that Baldur's Gate 3 is going to be PlayStation's Starfield essentially because mm-hmm. Starfield yeah. comes out September 6th. I'm, I got all my dates all screwed up here today. Um, that's so all right. September 6th for Starfield, and I'm just going to see Google August 3rd. Oh, for, just for PC. For PC. And for, well, it's beginning of September for, for PS5. And it's not coming to Xbox yet because of the fact that in order to develop games for Xbox, Microsoft decrees that you have to have that Xbox Series S and Xbox Series X must must have feature parity, which means that um, all games that come out for those, you know, for the Xbox have to have have to uh, have the same features in both for both consoles. Okay. Mm-hmm. There can't be like a dumbed down version for the X uh, for the S. Um, it can have lower graphics, but actual features. Like major features cannot be omitted, and Baldur's Gate Three has couch co-op. Oh gosh! Wow. 
on one TV. It's split screen and it runs and you can one person can be doing something completely different. And than the other person and supposedly it still runs at 60 frames per second. So yeah. great. That's um that's a thing right there. So we are not just the Baldur's Gate podcast, but you know, we spent next yeah. we, mean, spent, <laughs> we spent the last 45 minutes talk talking about. about it. But yeah, oh yeah. A game about. as that um, in a previous episode that we uh recorded that audio uh completely parked on us. Um, was uh, we did spend the entire time talking about Starfield. So, yeah. So yeah, I am going to choose one. Uh, one of the things next. Sure. Uh, we'll uh, briefly go on the third Baldur's Gate story entitled "Why Devs Consider Baldur's Gate Three an Anomaly and Not a New Standard for RPG Genre." Um, some calling it it's a Rockstar level nonsense. Uh, for scope. Many people are like many uh, fans of the game or friends of the genre of RPGs are saying this is the new standard for RPGs that all RPGs now have to live up to what Baldur's Gate 3 did. And mm-hmm. devs are um, kind of basically uh, say, hold there, hold on, hold on. No, no, that's that, you know, you yeah. can't, uh, when, you know, say that because this game is multiple years in the making and the fact that mm. this team was already preconditioned to be making this type of game and also yeah. this type of engine was be already was already de- like developed and like all these things kind of fell into place and that's why this game is of this scope you can't yeah. go ahead and saying that you know the next, like, an, an indie RPG has to have the same level of scope as Baldur's Gate. Right? Yeah, I feel like, yeah, that's unfair. Or the next Final Fantasy has to have a sca- scope. Or even the next Final Fantasy has to have a scope of Baldur's Gate 3. Like, mm-hmm. 16, um, I only played, like, two hours of it so far because it's busy. Uh, it can't, it would not live up to, basically, you can't, you wouldn't be able to compare it to two. Yeah. But, um... Like uh, Grimoire Games, uh, you know the, the developer of Spellforce Three, the senior mm-hmm. narrative director designer Rebecca Harwick noted that while she expects Baldur's Gate Three to be a once-in-a-lifetime RPG, she hopes no one expects a ten, twenty, or forty-person team to make basically as the same, the same yeah. game, and not mm-hmm. take thirty years. Yeah. But the, and actually, like the uh, actual like thread uh, that was on Twitter in regards to this was actually a good read because a lot of people were actually condone like con- like very very compressing this into basically um, that devs were they some some people actually like you know because it's the internet some yeah. people were saying that devs are actually bad mouthing Larian saying that this game that. They um they shouldn't have made this game too big. They're making other devs look bad, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Which, if you read all these tweets, that is certainly not the case. They were actually praising Larian for all the work they did. It's just yeah. that they're trying to temper expectations for other for the other games in the RPG genre. That want like I don't think even Elder Scrolls Six would live up to this because it it was yeah. basically a 
marriage of perfect circumstance, perfect like perfect circumstance for so many things to come together yeah. mm-hmm. to make this game that has seventeen thousand endings. Or variations of endings. Well, variations of the end, yeah, variations of those endings, and yeah, it's but... like also the fact that it's you 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 help your also um Larian's also self-publishing this so they have mm-hmm. no one to answer to um they just yeah. they uh, they paid for the license for D&D they like they they, yeah. they pitched to it to Wizards of the Coast for D&D yeah. to Hasbro and got the license so they are not beholden to Hasbro either they just they paid for license yeah. and then they can they do what they go. want with it yeah so yes me. Yeah, so hopefully really nobody some, uh gets how you go. It really shouldn't be compared, but you know, people are gonna compare like they do. Yes. Like, but like yeah, I just basically agree with what you've been saying, it's just like a perfect set of circumstances. It's been working on been mm-hmm. worked on for like years and years and years. Mm-hmm. So they really should people really shouldn't expect another like a level of level like this for other type of games because it's unfair to like the other games. But uh, actually, another person uh, on Twitter, Felipe Pepe, says, uh, what's interesting is that this is basically what Baldur's Gate 2 did as well when it came out. They had an engine a team, and a team ready, and then they spent two years crunching that and made one of the biggest RPGs ever. Just remember, yeah. it had 17 companions, each with their own quests, four romances, and a ton of side quests. So... Basically, it's Larian doing Larian things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's what they do. Yeah. Um, it's so. just I feel bad for what they have to do next. <laughs> yeah. So they, so they have to it's tap fair. their own. That, that's the thing is that they have to tap their own thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's not going to probably be for another fifteen years. So um, uh, yeah. at least because obviously they're going to yeah. be make they're going to be supporting this for for a while, for a while, long while. Yeah, I'm sure there's plenty of stuff to add to it too. So it's like yeah, yeah. So yeah, I, I just wanted to bring that up because uh, some people obviously I, I wanted to clarify that some trolls or some you know not nice people on the internet are declaring that that like that other devs are because i i heard i heard this like i heard this through like the grapevine that they people were like some devs were calling that like, saying kind of that larian was making everybody else look bad and stuff like that and but mm-hmm. then and so i heard the uh i heard like it was pretty much people from like it, it's like some studios that you, if you heard it you would believe it kind of thing so some, yeah. to some extent um but then i heard insomniac and a few others that you would never hear something like that from them. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, I'm no. gonna look into this, and I heard, yeah, it's actually everybody, all the devs are actually praising Larian, and it's, and they're trying to manage people's expectations, saying that, yeah, these um, don't think that all RPGs should be like this from now on. Mm-hmm. Um, we gonna we need to have small ones, you know, the small RPGs, and not ones that have such broad scope um and um, all, you know in the comments of blizzard it was just the the diablo 4 senior designer he which he agreed with the original poster which is uh xavier nelson jr uh but i see you saying that this it that it is important to remember that not all studios operate under the same conditions he compared Baldur's Gate 3 to ultima 7 the favorite rpg of laren founder sven winkel 
Yes. And he's kind of saying that, yeah, uh, obviously don't expect like Diablo Diablo 4 to have this kind of depth either. Mm-hmm. And they're in hot water right now anyways because of that. Like, uh, Diablo 4, I mean, in that because this latest patch nerfed essentially everything and buffed they nerfed all the player character classes and buffed all the enemy classes I for see. some reason and people are just really upset and because uh, obviously they spent hundreds of hours making builds yeah. and now they're useless mm-hmm. essentially so I just wanted to bring that up I actually want to bring come off of games and talk about comics really quick. Sure. Um, and um, it's about pretty much everybody's favorite stretchy uh, Pakistani superhero. Oh yeah, Miss Marvel. Yes, Miss um, Marvel. But that's saying that uh, this is done by Susan Polo from Polygon. That uh, Miss Marvel will come back from the dead. Uh, spoilers: If you didn't read the co- Spider-Man comics in the Spider-Man arc, that um, which um, I didn't, but I heard that. Miss Marvel died in uh, that Spider-Man arc. See, so in I that didn't, spi- I yeah, in, a spi- in one of the Spider-Verses that, yes, Miss Marvel is uh, dead, which is sad. Yeah. And I think, much like any other, that sadly, I think Peter had something to do with it, which is very mm. sad. Because Peter, yes. Peter always has tons of tragedy, which is very sad, very sad indeed. But um, in this one, Miss Marvel will come back to life from well, will come back from the dead for a new comic series written by Iman Vellani herself, Miss Marvel. Which oh, nice. Which is great. I love it. Yes. So Miss Marvel is writing a Miss Marvel story. Good. Um, so it goes on to say Iman Vellani, breakout star of Miss Marvel and Disney Plus, and the upcoming uh, The Marvels, uh, which will have a new notch on her creative belt this fall when Miss Marvel, the new mutant, hits comic shop uh, stands. This f- new four-issue series will be co-written by Villani and Sabir Pierzada uh, with art from Carlos Gomez and Adam Gorham. Kamala Khan will re- return from an, her untimely death for the book, which is not particularly surprising. It references something else. Um, and she'll have a new superhero status as a mutant. Also, not surprising because she is a mutant in this Disney Plus yeah, series. Yeah. So basically, this is kind of uh, the comic version of Disney Plus kind of series, bringing it into the comic universe. Yeah. Um, but that her series will be written by the actor and writer behind her MCU debut. Uh, and, and there is a comic book twist. Miss um, Marvel, the New Mutant, will be uh, Villani's new first writing credit. But before she graced Marvel screens, she was already putting in the work for, on the storytelling side of the film industry, participating in selective Toronto Film Festival committee. Uh, in, oh, sorry, participating in a selective Toronto Film Festival committee of up-and-coming youth, and her nerd cred as as a comics fan is also absurdly well established. Yes. Basically Iman Valani yes. is essentially Kamala Khan as she's in as a uh, comic nerd like the rest of us immensely and yep. she loves Avengers and yes and Captain Marvel is one of her favorites as well. So basically she is 
uh, Kamala Khan. Yep. Oh, which is uh, which is great. Yeah, I love it. And then to say, okay, to it, even in the first announcement of the series' existence, Milani took the time to unpack its big, obvious change to the comics canon. Miss Marvel, the world's most famous Inhuman, will follow her MCU counterpart in becoming a mutant, just like in the X-Men. And they also show her her new outfit, which is pretty uh, pretty like sweet it. looking. Uh, yeah, it's definitely has still it still has her vibes, and it yeah. still has her name on it, which is great. Mm-hmm. Which is you know the li- the lightning bolt that's actually her name. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean it, and the whole article goes on to uh, declare like how she's becoming a mutant. Why is she becoming a mutant? It is a great read, uh, so you should definitely check out the article yourself uh, on Polygon. So, like, the game, the, the, the series was a gem. It was probably, it's in my top three of Disney Plus Marvel shows, for yeah, sure. Yeah, me too. I love um, the visual style. Yeah. Uh, and then, really, it goes between, like, my top four, really, is, uh, in order, really, is... Um, is uh, WandaVision, Loki, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and Miss Marvel, um, and those like are my are, are my favorites. Um, if you want top five, you can add What If on that. And mm. uh, really, it's overall it's great. Secret Invasion is also really good right now. Um, it was uh, okay. I I, I, I I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. You go. I'm okay on it. It's just like I, I guess I couldn't. I haven't really gotten into Secret Invasion. Maybe I need to like watch it again. But I also really love Miss Marvel. I love uh, Loki mm-hmm. and um, Hawkeye. I really loved too. Oh yeah, Hawkeye was really good too. Mm. Basically, like they did a really they're good also job. Good. Yeah, they're all they did a really good job of establishing uh, the Marvel shows. While yeah. some of them are not like must watch. Uh, must watch. They were still very enjoyable and very yeah, fun in creating the universe outside the, of the movies. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm excited uh, for Kate Bishop. Yeah, um, me too. Being uh, as in one of the new Marvel, the Young Avengers, or the something like that. You know, the Young Avengers. She's gonna. Yeah. I think she's gonna be the head of. Um, and um, just overall great, and also that Haley Steinfeld is also Spider Gwen. So. She is, yeah. she is Ghost Spider as well, the voice of Ghost Spider. And supposedly, mm-hmm. we might be getting the real life, uh, real life Miles and real life uh, Ghost uh, Spider as well in uh, Spider Man in a movie. Oh, uh, like what, a live action? Yeah. Oh, nice. Um, kind of, but it's all, it would be, if the thing is, it would be uh, across the Spider Verse, Ghost Spider. And Miles. Yeah, because I was gonna, I was gonna say, I was like, is it gonna be them? Because yeah, it's gonna be basically them jumping into yeah, Tom Holland's that's universe. The... Oh, okay. Yeah, that's an amazing movie. I need, I need to see that again. So, Spider Spider Verse uh, across Spider Verse. Yeah, I haven't seen it so yet, as because well, our local movie theater is not that good <laughs> for me. Anyways, <laughs> that's fair. Yeah, mine wasn't that good either. So. So. Yeah, I'm just like I'm excited for it. And Miss Marvel's the news trailer looked so good. They kind of fleshed out more, more, more of the story and what's happening and why uh, it's only happening guess, uh, with Echo with um, 
I forgot Monica Rambeau. I, I'm totally yeah, that's not, that's yeah, that's not not Echo. No, 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 it's um, 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 um. Yeah, I forget her name at the moment, but like I haven't watched any trailers because Please? I I don't no. really. Let's see. I don't like getting getting too spoiled for the stories of these things because I feel like trailers show too much sometimes. Photon, there you go. Yeah, photon. Yeah, I knew we saw the P actually, so not, not Echo. Echo is completely different, but. Uh, mm-hmm. I think we're getting Echo. Echo's the one from Hawkeye. Yeah, we're getting Echo as well. Series, yeah. right? Pretty sure yeah, we're getting. Well, we were. I'm, I think they canceled it. Maybe as long as it's still on the table, then yes. I yeah. haven't looked in a bit, but. But yeah, we're yes. getting Photon, Captain Marvel, and uh, Miss Marvel. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it, it looked very, very, very fun. It was. I just one point in the trailer there was just uh, many flirkins. That's cool. Oh. Yeah, it was just funny. It was just fun. Because mm-hmm. all the flurkins. And Goose, yeah. obviously, that was there too. But, uh, but yeah, it was, that was, that was yeah, that's the only thing I'll uh, essentially quote-unquote spoil, which is many flurkins. Yeah. I mean, I figure it's a, it's a species, so yeah. there, should, there would be more. And I think, yeah, it was... Uh, from what, it could have been, obviously, a good editing thing, but I think it was just... It was Kamala just uh, freaking out of all the cute flurkins. Yeah. And then freaking out when Goose does the flurkin thing. Yeah. The bad freaking, good freaking out with all the cute flurkins, and then bad freaking yeah. out when a Goose does the, you know, the thing. Yeah. But that, that's the only thing. It could have been just clever editing, because sometimes they do yeah. that. They do, yeah. But yeah, Secret Invasion, it lo- it's good. But it probably would have been better if released all at once, I think, instead of week to week. Because one episode was like 30 minutes long, and that's not enough. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. But, uh, but yeah. Uh, that's an update on Miss Marvel. Um, no, they didn't say exactly. They said this, this fall, but they didn't say exactly when the comic book or numerous mm. Marvel comic books coming out. Which is a slight, a slight bummer, but still. Yeah. Um, okay, you could choose the next story. Um, well, I think it's interesting that the, the battery thing for the EU, the yep. handheld consoles will need easily switchable batteries by 2027 in EU. An article by Nintendo Life, written by Jim Norman, saying uh, handheld consoles will need easily switchable batteries by 2027, says new EU regulation, and future switches will have to uh, likely follow suit. And uh, they go on to say, it looks like we are about to see a shift in, in the design of future handheld gaming consoles. A newly passed European Union regulation has stated that an appliance's portable battery battery will need to be readily removable and replaceable by the end user by 2027, something that is not currently offered by devices like the Switch. This was laid out as one of several practices aimed at improving sustainability rules around batteries production, use, and disposal. The the 366-page document goes into detail about what these requirements will involve, noting that a battery will only be considered readily removable when it can be replaced by the end user without requiring any specialist tools. Yeah, yeah. yeah, if you want it's to a, read the rest of it, it's, it's a good article. You can go to Nintendo Life and check it out. But the but, thing is, like, the Switch is the first one to not be readily, uh, to, be, to, e- to be easily removed. 
because I think you can re easily replace a switch, a uh, 3ds battery. Oh, if you just if you if you, yeah, if you just screws. screw off yeah, if you yeah. just screw off the back, it actually is yeah. a pop out with the um with it's like it, it is the the switch battery is actually has wires that go into the motherboard and you have to pull out these oh, yeah, two yeah. tiny little prongs. I know this because I had I you know I customized a few switches so I uh for custom or I switched out um the joysticks for hall sticks or i completely mm. did a shell replacement so before you do anything you typically would have to disconnect the connection of the battery from the motherboard mm. not something mm. that yeah normal people should should do well, um, yeah, the general population yeah. general public or whatever but then um the 3ds i'm not sure about the 2ds but i know in the 3ds when you had the removal I remember the if you have a removable like face plates that you actually would see the battery and you can actually remove the battery uh easily mm -hmm. um just by updating you know just by uh buying a new one and putting it in because or Nintendo yeah. if something happened to the battery, Nintendo would send you a new one and just put it back in and you're good to go um mm -hmm. because it was kind of like the little prongs that you would get and, like it kind of reminded me of like a PSP battery kind of thing where you just oh, pop yeah, it yeah, out yeah. and put it back in mm -hmm. so really the switch is like the first handheld console to not have an easily readily removable battery yeah that is interesting i guess i never really noticed like never really paid attention <laughs> yeah because it's yeah it's just simple uh mm -hmm. because well it's it, it the thing is it's better to not have a readily removable one because of the fact that it allows the device to be that much slimmer. Yeah, that's probably otherwise why they, they have to because that's because um cell phones used to have be removable batteries. Yeah, yeah, but it makes sense with the switch because they didn't probably didn't want to make it too. Oh yeah, fat. Well, yeah, not fat, but too thick. Yeah, so they're just like yeah, just slim it down. We don't need a compartment for the battery there. Yeah, definitely. But you uh, think they'll um they probably wouldn't. Make it probably wouldn't make too much sense to just make like a separate line of the just like EU switches that have this yeah. removable battery. That'd probably be like too much work or money or whatever. And or do you think they would just do that just for the EU and then continue to use the American like use the other ones for like America and stuff? Possibly, possibly. But the fact that what's happening with the iPhone with the the regulators, uh, the regulators are saying that. The iPhone has to have a USB C by next mm -hmm. year. Yeah, by next yeah, yeah. by next year. Yeah, that's so what I heard that too. an SEU SEU rule, but also that yeah. Apple is probably not going to be one to just make an EU phone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't um, expect Apple to do that. Yeah. I don't think Nintendo would do that either because they don't want to have uh, more hardware out there than Yeah, they basically that's another SKU that they have to make. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. The thing is, they'll either make it thicker, so make the switch thicker, or make the battery smaller. You might mm -hmm. make it thicker, but still the back, back will be removed, and you have less battery life, which is a bummer. Yeah. So they probably they'll probably want to do the one that um, is the least like I'm trying to think of not not the word in the word intrusive is not right uh, disruptive I yeah. guess to the market or whatever. Well, like they, yeah, they, they wouldn't. They, yeah, the switch basically, like all current ones, like 
after 2027. Mm-hmm. But by 2027, we're going to have the Switch 2. Yeah. So the so Switch, just... the current Switch, would not have to deal with this. So basically, yeah. Nintendo might, um, if they release, they can either do one of two things. This actually might push out the Switch 2 faster mm-hmm. to get That's it fair. out because all is all like if it's already released then they don't have to really abide by it mm-hmm. and then, then at that, and then if they still if they're still making if they're manufacturing and selling that actual product on in stores then they'll have to change it mm-hmm. more than likely this might push out switch 2 and then they'll come out with a different switch at after that Okay. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm thinking. I don't think yet. Yeah, it's, it's, it's more than likely is going to push out the Switch 2 faster because mm-hmm. of the fact they spend all this money on the R&D and everything like that for the ne- for the yeah. next generation. And they have said they've that they have been working on the successor, but they have nothing to say about it at this time. It's yeah. just that they've been hard at work on looking into the Switch's successor. Um, yeah, switch the switch is like seven. The switch is old now, really. Um, yeah, like the obviously the original one is old. Yes, yeah, like the one you're using. No, I mean I you, technically you have the you have yeah you have the uh, Animal Crossing Animal one. Animal Crossing, but isn't that based off of the original, not the new one? Uh yeah, no, it's not OLED. No, I mean they came out with the updated one. Oh, no, that's... Okay, yeah, no. It's based off the updated. Oh, it is? Okay. Yeah. I wasn't sure um, if it was up... Because, yeah, they came out with that one that had, like, that slightly better... Slightly better battery life. Yeah, I think it's uh, based off the updated. Um, Okay, yeah, it came out in 2017, so... It's... Yeah, it's almost seven years old. Yeah, 2017. Damn. So yeah, it's a it's a it's an old one. It typically is by now. It would actually get word of a new console. Well, I, I guess they they figured they renewed it a little bit with the OLED. Yeah, the OLED so I think was supposed to be soon. So they had more time. Yeah, the, the OLED supposedly it was supposed to be the Pro, but then the switch mm-hmm. that the, the chip shortage happened, and so yeah. they couldn't make the Pro. So they just okay, let's just send out an OLED version of this. And with the same chipset. Mm. Oh. Yep. Yep. Um, but uh, yeah, there actually has been rumors. Um, I was gonna pro- put something in it, but like, like there's actually been rumors and quote unquote leaks of Nintendo Switch Two. It looks interesting. It kind of looks neat, but again. Like speaking of leaks, we did uh, I did show you that quick video of possibly the leaked version video of Project Q. Yeah, which looked like a tablet essentially. It it could be somebody yeah uh three D printed something because three D printers are uh-huh. really good nowadays. Yeah, they are. They are. And the fact that it this is running Android and. Uh, also, mm-hmm. the fact that the testers wouldn't be given a device that has a screen protector that looks like that. Yeah. With all the bubbles all over it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or, no, it would be. 
or allowed to actually take apart the device. Yeah. You would more likely be, if you did all this, you would more likely be immediately fired. Mm-hmm. But I yeah. just think that, and the controllers just look so weird. Yeah. And then the supposedly, like, uh, the picture I just sent you was the inside of the device with the screen taken off. Which, yeah, no. That's, that's definitely fake. That's definitely a weird, definitely. fakey thing. Yeah, yeah. So, um, don't believe, obviously, everything you see online. Um, this also is a prototype. They said this is, you know, Project Q is close to being, like, done, but and supposedly through, through the, due to the trial that it might be $300. I don't mm-hmm. believe this photo or this news about it or the fact that it's going to be $300 if it's just a remote play device. I would yeah. say uh, with Sony, I expect it to be $150, $150 or $199. Uh, and then possibly, yeah, especially if it, yeah, you are. yeah, especially if it's remote play. Yeah. No, I was just gonna say, especially if it's remote play, I wouldn't expect it to be super expensive. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's yeah, that is just that uh, that short video of, on Twitter. Um, yeah, something that uh, I I definitely take with a grain of salt, and mm-hmm. the fact that it might be um. Be, basically, it'd be the comp- also the companion console, possibly a redesigned PS5 that they're that that they uh, also are leaks are happening, and the leaks, um, I think yeah that that one has more credence because actually uh, other uh, people like uh, Kevin Kenson on YouTube is one that actually I do follow quite a bit. Um, for this cool news and stuff like that. He talked about it that he obviously also said take this with a full grain of salt and it's just kind of cool to talk about and not really uh, you know, fully pay too much attention with. Um, yeah. Just, just like, look at this cool art. Basically. Yeah, basically, yeah. It's like this is a cool mock-up that somebody did and yeah. it kind of, the thing is um, the mock-up kind of goes off of another building. Oh, yeah? And I, I've seen a building that looks like like this photo, much like you see the meme of every single, like, all the PlayStation consoles, mm-hmm. aside from the PlayStation 1, have a building counterpart that looks like an actual building in real life. Oh, I didn't didn't realize. Yes. Like, even, like, the, PS, the P, like, uh, PS2, PS3... Yeah, uh, original PS, the original consoles. Yeah, yeah. And then the PS, uh, PS4 as well, and also the PS5. They all look like they all have buildings that kind of look like consoles. <laughs> Amazing. Um, but yeah, so supposedly yes. I don't think we were having like this picture kind of mock up suggests that we're getting a slim and a pro. I think we're just getting one because Sony really wants to. Sony really wants to. Uh, Cut down on the SKUs that they make. Yeah. Right now, they're making two. Yeah, and that's a lot of and, materials to use. Yeah, and with this mock-up, it's like, is the slim the size of the PS5 now, and the PS5 Pro huge, or is the PS5 Pro huge? Uh, the PS5 Pro, the size of the PS5 now, and the slim is just tinier. I think it'll be the, in the PS- Yeah, the, in the mock-up, I would say PS5, quote unquote, Pro would yeah. be the size of the PS5 now. 
and Slim would be the new one that that that, that is uh, Discless and also Discless. Okay, and that's what they All wanted. Right. That's pretty much what they want. That's fair. Yeah. is to not make a console with a disk drive and one without. They just want to make one zero disk drive mm-hmm. and then sell the disk drive as peripheral if they want it. Yeah, okay. Because this will cut the cut costs down on manufacturing because of the console, and they, they will need less chips. Yeah. And uh, less material, less raw materials. Yeah, I guess it's a... Uh... Less less materials and easier to make just a separate peripheral instead of two yeah. actual Yeah, you don't consoles. have to. Yeah, because with, um, with the PS5 digital and well, disc, you have mm-hmm. to have a chip. You have to have act- the actual chips yeah. for yeah, each yeah. of those consoles. So you essentially would need twice as many chips. That's fair, yeah. I think they just want to uh, make the PS5 as cheap as possible to make and get this done yeah um, so we did cover a few things today mostly about Baldur's Gate Miss Marvel um, the Switch and possibly PS5 updates there is a bunch of news articles that we want to talk about but we'll get to those later mm-hmm. anyways um, like I said that's it for today any closing uh, comments Connor? Uh, no you basically covered it Yep. So yeah, this is uh my name has been Steven. This has been uh Connor and uh we are 16 bit otaku, uh a gaming, anime, and uh tech podcast. Uh, hope you guys enjoy this. Hopefully this is the first episode that you guys can enjoy. Uh because of the fact that I did update the audio and it sounded good when we did the test one. Hopefully everything came through all right and it's actually up on a podcast service. Um, you'll be able to find us pretty much on every podcast I can think of. We're going to be trying Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, um, maybe Bandcamp and a few others. So, um, but yeah, also check us out pretty much at every, on all the social medias at 16BitOtaku. Yep, on except on TikTok, which is 16-bit otaku shorts. And so uh this has been Steven and for Connor. Uh I bid you guys uh, a good day. Uh be healthy, be happy, and as I always say, keep building and uh keep playing.